where we shut down the means of production. You're welcome. <laughs> down with the bourgeoisie. Uh, Unionize. That's the end of the after party. We shut it down. Unite the pr- proletariat. The after party isn't part of the industrial machine. It's an educational space that everyone can learn things about Dungeons and Dragons. You're it's right. It's a communal uh, It's the break room. Area. It's the break yeah, room. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I had fun throwing a, an almost literal wrench into the machinery here. But before we got to our climactic factory floor, followed by the running of the cows, Eric, this felt like a one-shot. What is this little one-shot doing in our campaign? Well, how dare you? How dare you, sir? This is not what I paid for. All right, listen. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> hold on a second. I make a crazy speech that I have to roll charisma for. <laughs> I've done I that didn't even roll charisma, by the way. <laughs> it was so good. We didn't have to. At this point, I, Johnny keeps putting himself in situations where he has to make a speech. And all I'm like, yeah, make the speech. <laughs> I, and I keep like forgetting that you're going to call my bluff every it's, single it's time. It's as if you had me like jump 10 feet into a vent. And you're like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> like, There's no need to roll. Yeah, there are things that I know you can do, but it's like the results that are the problem. But I'm getting off track. So I decided to take a little bit of a different tact with this arc. I reached out to a bunch of D&D aficionados and enthusiasts that we've worked with before and people who have contributed to the show. And I've solicited stories and one shots that are supposed to be the labors that y'all are taking on. And it's really fun. Let's see. I got uh, some help from Misha Stanton, who plays the Undying Light. I got a one shot from my friend Jeff for Jeff Bryce, who played Comway, the computer the in Captain Second Alex. coolest digital thing, mm-hmm. computer robot thing, in electronics, the and electronic the second coolest thing. person on aboard Captain Alex's ship. Wait, we were on that ship though. Yep. Uh, yeah, Captain <laughs> Alex, and then Comway, and the rest of us. <laughs> and then, we, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I got some suggestions from Julia Shafini, who is one of our creative consultants. And I actually got a lot of stuff from Ev Downey, who is one of Amanda's friends and does a lot of gaming work. And does he speak in a way that's clear and concise, or is it something that's very The thing very is, rambling? he's a writer. And so <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that was the character Ev's uh, main trait, I texted him the day after we played that to be like, hey, just so you know, I don't think this was intentional, but he found it very funny because he has a good sense of humor. But yeah, no, he is a, a writer and does a lot with like game mechanics and game design. Yeah. Was uh, that who Evan was named after? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's a patron too. Hi, Ev. Oh, Hi, Ev. Ev actually wrote up. Sorry like, about actual... all the rudeness. For... <laughs> Ev actually wrote up like legit modules for me to follow, and so did one. For... I got a legit module from Jeff as well, and I actually got oh I got one from Connor. Connor sent me uh, a module. Connor McLaughlin, brother of Amanda, and also amazing DM and game master. The D and D player in the McLaughlin family. I just uh, play one on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's actually like me running other people's modules, but like I'm threading it in with stuff that's happening in the universe and like the situation that I've kind of laid out with Zayul. And this, the other cool thing is that I actually did all this prep beforehand. You can do any of the labors in any order that you would like. I like this because it also gives you a creative timeout 
so that you can like breathe, relax, and not feel so pressured because you've been killing it lately. But also, it's good to not feel so like, oh god, so much. As a DM, I'm assuming it is has been very helpful. It's nice. It's definitely nice. I mean, well, I'm gonna I can start from the beginning. I knew that I wanted to do this job board thing, which is like you're an adventuring party who is more of a company, and you guys need to like take jobs. So I want to do something like that. I paired it with Hercules Labors a little bit. So some of them are inspired by that. If you uh, look closely at the labors that I said, but yeah, Mr. Pickles, that famous Herculean yeah, task. Yeah, you know Mr. Pickles. <laughs> and I also like I took some other stuff from other mythology suggested by Julia. And then I wanted to like you all to be able to do it in whatever order. So it is a. I did a lot of front leg work. Collecting everything was nice, but setting up like the whole Zayol thing has kind of been like creatively taxing. Well, you're talking about taxing in terms of the accent and having <laughs> basically before every time we start a session with Zayl, it's just me and hey, can Eric we get, can talking we get a little taste at each of that? other. Can we just get a little taste of that? I don't know what you're talking about. We're just talking, normal people. Why do you have to ask me questions? I'm trying to tell you. You're asking you know, me questions in return. When, when I was a young boy, we didn't have to do this. We just relaxed and we just sat and we were polite to our elders. <laughs> God, they're not even good. No, they're not <laughs> great. They're not good. But the fun thing is that like I'm running other people's modules, which is a part of DMing that I'm just not great at yet because I just I don't do it. A lot of this stuff is like you've been homebrew since the start. Yeah, I've been doing just things that come in my head. I'm like, yeah, that's canon. But at the same time, it's like I feel more pressure to use everything that are written down in the notes than I do when I'm just homebrewing it. And like y'all missed like a bunch of stuff during this adventure. But, like, that's what happens because Ev is very thorough. So it's like, if this happens, this happens. If this happens, you meet this character. If this happens, like, you can solve this problem in one of three different ways. I don't see it as a negative thing. I think, if anything, it just means that Ev, and hopefully this is true with everyone who contributed to mm -hmm. these next few stories, that they worked hard on it and, like, you want a module that gives you every option. That's the whole point of a module is it's not that the DM isn't creative enough to do their own thing. It's that you have to be creative anyway with a module, but the module should have things prepared for you no matter what direction the players go. So a good module includes your players decide to burn the barn down and kill all the cows. What happens next? You know, we uh, dress oat cake up as a cow. Some buns. <laughs> yeah. And like, have a, like, and use illusions to make it look as if there's a herd of cows. Right. I'll I, make out with someone and distract them. Exactly. Make some go. steak fries, maybe some mashed potatoes, and have a nice <laughs> so, meal. So if Mad anything, cow disease burgers. That's not good. So, I mean, it's a good thing then that we miss things. And like by definition, then yeah. some of the stuff that's prepared isn't going to be used because right. there are there are like branching decision points. But I totally get the feeling I, of that. I have, I've always felt that same way. Pre-written stuff are so much harder for me to run than just like if I have an infinite sandbox it's so much easier yeah. see but in my head it's like when you have it pre-written it's like I feel like I'm forgetting details like, and that stresses me out but when I see yeah. those pre-written stuff it's like this is a great jumping off point it's not the bible you know yeah. like I always at least when I play like I do a lot of homebrew stuff but then I'll copy modules even th simple things like hooks or just like end games will be what I will take 
and then everything in between will be just new. Oh yeah, based there, on what the characters want. There's a lot of stuff in here that I also just like change just to make it easier. Oh sure, yeah. Um, like for example, the organizer was supposed to have like a Minnesota accent. Like, don't you know? Which I can't do. Oh, you but, betcha. Uh, but like, oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. So she was like kind of a Midwestern sort of like type A mom. But I did like type A moms that I knew. But yeah. like I love that Ev wrote that down so it's like, oh, I need to make sure that she has a personality and a voice. Same thing with Hannah Mae. Oh, that's right. Since we're doing one shots, I'm gonna use a lot of names from patrons. Yay. Nice. Yay. So Hannah Mae was a patron, Ferguson, uh Cody Ferguson, and uh, Alyssa, who is also a new patron, Alyssa Frankel. So I'm really happy with that I get to use new names from our Patreon. I'm going to donate to our Patreon so you have to use my name at some point. <laughs> Grugel. I thought that it was just Brandon's Tacos was one of the food trucks that you were Hey, Eric, up. what were the food trucks? God, you kept saying that you were going to ask me this. And now, well, there's you obviously enough up. time to think about Only it. So. Up. Well, one was a taco truck, obviously. obviously. What kind of tacos? Um, breakfast tacos. Are they breakfast tacos? Korean uh, barbecue. Uh, Do I get queso? Uh, yes. The Great. answer to all of those questions is yes, Brandon. Is there Pico? There, of course, was Pico. Mm. Um, and then there was a uh, pasta truck. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So that like was it. pretty impressive. And then you do it right. Wow. Well, for some reason, I was just thinking to myself, how do you make like food truck portable kind of pasta? I pictured a bunch of spaghetti in a waffle cone. I was literally just thinking that, like, how eating you know in a cone. That's got to be a thing, right? So it must be. It, it must. There's no way that we just like in our collective unconscious just birthed that into the mm -hmm. world. I bet it's a thing. I bet it's a thing. And the last one is burgers. And then there was, <laughs> no, it's waffles and ditches. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about all this stuff. Eric, what did we miss? You teased us. Do you us. want me to tell you? I want everything. Yeah, okay. yeah, I do. You could have talked to Alyssa a little bit more, and she's very high strung. And she believed that, like, much like the myth of Maya the milkmaid, that this was like a blessing from Adama from on high, which was interesting. I was very close to breaking into the general store to steal paper plates for her. But then I was like, fine, Giant's going to the farm, I'll follow him. If you guys had to, oh, if you had taken a look more at the pipe from the factory, then you could have realized you could have stuffed something in there. It was about mm -hmm. the size of a beach ball. I just didn't get the chance guys, to describe that. A use for all of our beach balls. Damn <laughs> but like it. if you found something like sizable or knowing you three, you probably would have found something to stuff. I just stuffed enough apples in there. What does yeah, that mean? I really just wanted to like cut it off at the source. Uh, and then, but also that wouldn't have inoculate that wouldn't have cured the um, right you would have had a backup problem and like I kind of was thinking you maybe the workers would have become zombies like who knows <laughs> uh, but zombies the, with those masks on yeah I would have left the room it yeah been that would be the one episode of Doctor Who had those gas yeah. masks the, one, the one where I threw my World TV away oh yeah 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 no yeah. I didn't make it all the way through no yeah no. that's oh. why I don't own a TV today <laughs> the big one that y'all missed was that since you walked along the creek Instead of going back up the main road, you missed seeing a crop duster who rented out his plane for free. And that is actually Hannah Mae's uncle and Ferguson's brother. It's not a Who is a former fighter pilot who would have let you use the crop duster. That's and y'all cool. three would have flown and it would have been hilarious. What war did he fly in in the maybe not states? Maybe not a war. Maybe just a patrolsman. Ah. Maybe a surveyor maybe a of the land. Maybe a stunt flyer. Stunt oh, flyer. Oh, stunt flyer. Oh. Charles Lindbergh type. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. But like less racist. But yeah. So it's really cool the things that y'all miss because like 
I get to indulge in the fact that you missed it instead of like you missing things that I write, which feels like, oh no, you missed the thing. I've had to learn as an audio editor to be okay with cutting things that are like fun because it don't serve the story. And every time I do it in my head, I say, oh, that's just for me. <laughs> like, like the fact that Johnny's a uh, licensed therapist. That, are you going to bleep out me saying the words <laughs> licensed no one, therapist? No every time I say licensed therapist, yep. you're bleeping it out. Um, God damn. <laughs> so those little bits are just for you, Eric. I like that. It's very sweet. Gone, but not forgotten. Yep. Thank you. Brandon, you really like those hats, didn't you? I really like the hats. I've recently become a hat man myself. A hatman. A hatman. Nice. We and did that I'd like to think that Tracy made it out with at least 14 hats. It's and he now awesome. has... Oh, he doesn't have like a bag of holding. He needs some sort of bag of holding. You have the 14 hats. You're fine. It's fine. It's, he can also like put string each of them through some kind of string on top of his pack and just have a little like a wreath of hats mm-hmm. on top of his pack at all times. Oh, like the mm-hmm. mask, oh, the guy mask from guy. We Zelda. literally had the same thought. Oh my God. <laughs> we're same the, person. We're the same person again. Yeah, from um, uh, Majora's Mask. I have a question for my players. This was a little bit more of like a traditional D&D game. Like, go solve the mystery, fix the problem. There you go. How do you feel about doing something that was a little more standardized? I quite liked it. For me, it was obvious, like, oh, mysterious building down the river. Let's go there. Oh, there's a murky river problem. Let's cut it off at the source. It was just made my personal problem solving easier. And I was able to kind of like relax and have fun more than usual because I talked about this before in the after party, but I often feel kind of like paralyzed by choice. Like, oh, well, it's just a like, blank open map in front of me. What do you do? And like Brandon and Fish help me out a lot. 47 hats in front of you. Which I, one do you pick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, Eric guides me as well as a player. But in this case, I felt like I knew what I was doing. Like it was a shape that I recognized. I wouldn't want to do this every time. I like that we are unpredictable and that our games don't look like other people's games. But as a little like diversion, vacation I thought it was great. Yeah, that was the same thing. I think I felt it as like a, a reprieve from a lot of, um, I mean, we'll see what the next tasks look like, but um, this one specifically, like it was whimsical in the way that you put it together. Like the, no mad, was dying. the yeah. mad Hatter syndrome, like the Mercury thing. It was like, oh, I like this. This is fun. Mm. Well, there, uh, I mean, listen, like if we boiled it down, it was rivers poison, stop the poison. It's Don't a simple eat the thing. Cows. Don't eat the cows. <laughs> but like that's why it was it's all about how you the flourishes that make it actually like fun and interesting. That's not to say like that playing traditional type of like this is the situation, these are the things. That is not like a bad way to play D&D because you know, you have to not even like you have to start somewhere. That is just fun sometimes, especially when you've had a long week of like having to make a lot of decisions and you're being a character where you're making a lot of decisions for yourself. The situation you're in is fairly straightforward. You are still your character making the decisions and the choices you want in a fairly like, mm, I don't like using the word simple, but let's say simple scenario. Just the objective is. Yeah, exactly. To me, it felt like I had all of the keys for all of the locks. Like I had all of the tools for all of the problems and like I needed to sneak into a thing. (laughs) I'm missing my file. Don't rub it in. But it, it felt like I... There was a bunch of problems and I had all of the tools I needed to solve them where I, I don't normally feel that way because together we have to like find a new thing and like unlock a new paradigm and like the problems are bigger than we ever before. So it felt like, I don't know, like playing on a playground or something where like there are several different rides you can do when we did them, you know, and it, it just felt more like a, yeah. like, a, like a gamified game. Yeah, it feels like um, the last maybe arc or two specifically are like the problems and the overarching like story and world feel so big. It points, it feels like, as a character, it's, like, insurmountable. But in this, you're like, oh, this world feels, like, 
we are suddenly the big shots and we are suddenly very yeah. much in control. We can do uh, anything problems. Here. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why you guys are talking like that. Johnny's always been the big shot. He's been able to solve all the problems and really only chose to become like embroiled in problems because that's what he <laughs> wants to do to distract himself. Yeah, I mean, it's being set out. You guys are like, you were roaming in the world and now it's like you're putting yourself in the care of Zeol to like push you in the direction that you need to go. Which also might be a bad idea in the future. Exactly. Know. So like there are still mysteries that haven't been answered. And I'm I'm really interested in the uh, how you use the reward. at the. Hopefully you get the reward at the end. But once you guys get the memory, the memory videos that Zeol is offering to you. You yeah. mean the pastrami sandwich? Yeah, the pastrami oh. sandwich. That's going to be one good sandwich. It's going to be half Godly a Godly sandwich. sandwich. I have no doubt that this is like the calm before the storm. Uh, it's a bunch of things where we, we think we're doing really well and accomplishing a, a bunch of things. But either, you know, slowly after each task or at the end of it, we realize that like the big shit is bigger than ever before. I personally believe that every single task we're doing is actually hindering... Uh, it's fucking up the future. Is fucking up the future and yeah. help. So, like for instance, that rose bush was <laughs> Eric a friend. Is like giggling right now. Uh, that hat factory was needed for some esoteric reason that'll come into the future to cover everyone's head. It's like introducing kudzu to the south. That's not a good idea, y'all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. I initially thought that we were in another, not only a different location, but also in a different time. It does yeah. feel out of time. Yeah, it yeah. feels, you know, old-timey, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, he can control time. Johnny feels there's... more comfortable in this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely controls time, and I think that, like... Back when milk was in bottles and newspapers were five cents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's what I went for when I thought yeah, about old-timey things. I mean, listen, things. I have nothing to add there. That's totally <laughs> the, correct. The hats were nice and brimmed. The stiff brimmed. <laughs> stiff brimmed. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens and how you deal with uh, some straightforward problems. I'm ex definitely excited to see that. Uh, spoiler, poorly, just like we always do. Hey. Also, how straightforward are things like groom Mr. Pickles and clean up the H-O-R-S-E stables? Yeah. We'll see. You have to do it. Eric, I do have actually one more question. Oh, no. What's the speaker doing? Okay, so th thank you. This is actually a very good question. Thank you. Uh, like I said before, the speaker is kind of like having a god heart-to-heart -heart with Zeul. Like I said before, the speaker is an Azamar and has a piece of Adama, the god of like stuff that people do on a regular basis. So like I'm just kind of like pulling a lot of those. Live, gods. love, laugh, family. Yeah. yeah. Harvest, like all that. All yeah, that. any, any like uh, one word sign yeah. in a home goods, that's Adama. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that the, the speaker we're gonna, we're gonna find her inside of a, inside of a compass. There's gonna be a shitty side from home goods. Yeah. Listen, uh, you all who are listening that don't live in New York City, please go to a home goods and send me pictures of the signs, and I'll say Adama or no. It's my new favorite game show. New game. Adama or no. The speaker is trying Adama to Adama or Nadama. Ah. Yeah, there it is. Oh my god. <laughs> Back to the speaker. Yeah, the speaker's trying to sort out some celestial bullshit. I think that there's another mystery here. It's like, why is Zeol powerful all of a sudden? Or this piece of Zeol has, like, autonomy all of a sudden. Yeah, why did this piece of Zeol decide to wreak yeah, havoc right. and then can't undo it Yeah, when, like, confronted, like, okay, yeah, I should undo it. I should probably undo it, but I can't. But he can't. Mm -hmm. He can't, so, like, can't. what's going on? With quotes around yeah, it. I it probably can. Oh, that was the other thing uh, that I left out. If you had attacked the cows, 
first of all, if you had gotten like any closer to the cows, then like one of them would have grabbed you, and like they all would have descended upon you. Oh, good, good, good. But like these cows that are used for the running of the cows are like particularly sacred to this community, and like you would have been tossed on your butts like immediately. I love the the running with the cows as like that one fucked up movie where crime is legal for 24 hours that I keep seeing trailers for. I'm sorry, it's more than one. It's a very successful series. In any case, <laughs> it is a pure and unproblematic version of that where people can just like feel like a settler for a minute. It's also nope, s- no, it is not. Um, no, nope, because how... at the end of it, that was the first thing I thought of when they were all in their burglar outfits and they were going to do burgle bad things. I was like, this is the purge. This is just a bad thing they're going to do. It was very pure. Yeah, the, yeah. Was all... I, I guess in my head I hoped that it was just like cops and robbers with like finger guns, but I see how it could be in fact kind, of, very kind of bad. What if it were, let's be a herder day. <laughs> it's let's not even as bad philosophy. as a cattle drive. Like it's... <laughs> let's wear strappy sandals. Yeah, not let's even a, a cattle staff. drive, which is like an actual like <laughs> stressful thing. This is just no. like walk down Tending a couple the blocks. Sheep day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that. be a shepherd day. Give basically. your favorite cow a massage day. No. Believe me, this was super low stakes. I'm glad we started with this one. And it's interesting because now you have uh, you have an interesting item. We have a hat. We have a hat. hat. A thinking Mickey hat. Mouse oh, no. We have hat. two interesting items. We have a smokescreen causing rock That's right. in Tracy's arm and a hat that Johnny really wants to mess with. I super it's hope divine it's like sorting and hat it's style. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. By next episode, I will come up with stats for these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the them. NPC in the office management office, the most helpful NPC we've ever run into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, super wanted to get out of there with their right. life and like help us out yep. and- Thank you. Yeah, this is I actually so, so bravo. <laughs> Ever wrote this in really well that this is actually the R and D office. It wasn't even like management. So like, like if you had walked in, they would have ignored you because they're like, I'm working. Like get out of here. And you could have <laughs> been like, all right, and then grab the antidote. Yeah, I totally like out. brought a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're just like, I'm doing science. Can you leave me alone, please? It was very fun. You brought a knife to like a scientific laboratory where there shouldn't be knives. I literally <laughs> did that, yes. You, <laughs> you brought a knife to a science convention. <laughs> to a science fair. <laughs> oh, that's just sad. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all. I got some questions. This one is from Andrea M. Hey, guys. I would love to know more about your thought process, Eric, about the book of things to come. Was it, or something like it, something you intended to include in the Chronopolis story from the beginning, or did you decide to roll with it, see what I did there, when Tracy stole the book from James's lab? I don't get it. What was, I what think, did they do? Hang, hang on. Let me rolling, just work through it. I, uh, rolling is something that generally someone does to deep, roll high. Trendy song. Like high numbers. Um, I don't know. You it, you definitely wouldn't know that. You can Brandon. roll in mud if you're a pig and you're happy. It's Wait, it's about dice. Oh. It's I don't, dice. I don't, no, I don't think that's it. No, it's probably not. I'm just going to keep going. Can you talk a little more broadly about collaborative story development and how you decide which player actions will or will not come to play a role in the future? For the players, are there any things that you're hoping will come back or be addressed from previous episodes? Thanks for making such an amazing and immersive experience for us all. I love the show, and I'm so, so excited to see what's to come. Best, Andrea. Aw, thanks, Andrea. What's to come? The times to come. They, the, did, they did another one. The oh. podcast of things to come. <laughs> uh, I put the book of things to come in uh, the library. I didn't even think that Tracy would necessarily grab it. I just knew that it was in James's bookshelf all the way back in the first arc. Like you had a list of books and that was one of I them? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't 
it wasn't like an off the cuff like man what did we not touch <laughs> what did we I not know. get i still think about the basement in the speaker's castle i guess in antopolis yeah Ugh. In the government building, yeah. yeah. All the moths. No, I'm glad we didn't go in there. I know. It would have been a dusty, flappy mess. We're going to have to run that at some point because Connor and I put a lot of work into that. Really oh. Is there a Mothman involved? Maybe. Oh. You will, you'll never know. Oh, no. so, <laughs> see? This is, this is what you miss. So what would you have done if I had not picked up the Book of Times to Come? Nothing. It would have. It just wouldn't have existed? I would just, I, well, we wouldn't know that we've been hunted from the beginning. Well, I think that... Um, I think this will answer the larger question. So I rolled a table about books that you could have taken off the shelf if you were looking for it. So I don't know if you remember, but I rolled it to see what book you were going to pull off the shelf. Yeah. Was one of the Magic Treehouse books? Yes. Yes. He has the entire set. You just didn't see it. <laughs> was one of them the Art of French Cooking? No, actually. Oh. He, not a Julia Child lover. I guess France doesn't exist in our world. That, because mm. of that. <laughs> Japan, Japan is canonical, though. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, Julia what? Child's a cobalt, so she actually doesn't have a lot of... Oh, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's harder That's for her she's to so communicate. Tall. <laughs> so collaborative storytelling, uh, I got this from Griffin McElroy when he talked about DMing. He said that when you put together a story for D&D... You need to have one very large story arc, an idea of what you think is going to happen your entire campaign. But then you have smaller arcs, which we literally have as our arcs or chapters for you to fill everything in in the gaps in between. So I could bring something back if I thought it was interesting and then I can figure out which of my arcs I'm going to put it in. All this stuff is at our disposal to come back. I think D&D is a lot like a Charles Dickens novel where you should just expect that someone you met in like the first 10 pages are going to show up at the end and be like a big motivational character. Or an episode of Law and Order SVU. Bum, bum. And our campaign will rem- be remembered forever. Yeah, exactly. Our classic hey, literature. I, hey, it's serialized. I talk a lot because I get paid by the word. Um, <laughs> Damn it, I was going to make that joke. Yes, got him, Fuck. got him, got him, got him. So the idea with the Book of Things to Come, I saw a bunch of ideas about really putting something in the future and seeing if your players were going to think about it, and I decided to put it in, and now I've been able to re uh, to weave it back in. I knew there was going to be Chronopolis, the city of time, but the idea of Zewul and putting him in the actual arc came to me a little bit later. But it's there's nothing wrong with threading it in later. I mean, I didn't know necessarily it was going to happen, but since it's a collaborative medium, I Writing so many things down, I'm just going to have to throw away half of it anyway. So I like keeping it open-ended. So basically you're saying that Stoneface is the ultimate actual champion. No, Stoneface is the big bad evil guy at the end. Ooh! No. Don't, oh, you, don't you do that spoilers. to us. Spoilers! No, he like sheds his skin and it's Ganondorf. Kind yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it's, it's a very always good just Ganondorf. It's always been Ganondorf. But no, I mean, I like keeping things open ended. If you look at my notes, they're not as filled in as you think they might be. But I know that I can rely on myself to kind of put some stuff together, and I like relying on my players to fill in details. There's some stuff that's going to come back uh, in the next few arcs that I'm really excited about. So keep an eye out for more references. Every time I see your notes, I panic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just on the laptop, you have to like go around the table for something. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. No. I'm just like, Eric, there's just two sentences here. What What do you mean? <laughs> nah, don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Why is butts in both sentences? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> the ratio of butts to other words is not appropriate for the English language. Butts to details. That's how I write out all my MVCs. It's, it's a relationship to butts. Butts to details <laughs> is my favorite Dickens novel. So. <laughs> Ooh, very good. <laughs> I really hope that we talk to Cole again and not just because she was 
voiced last time by my companion from the cradle, Julia Schwini. But I think Cole is dope. I love this idea of the steampunk magic driven technology that we have in our universe. I love a fantasy universe with tech of some kind. So I hope that in addition to Tracy's excellent gun, Mancy, and all the other spells that we've done so far, I want to see it come back. I want to see like a technological city. I want to see like a steam engine. You know, I, I want to see the logical extension in infrastructure of this thing we've established exists. Me too. That's what I want to see a lot too. Gunmancy is very good, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you got it. <laughs> I want to see what Oatcake sees when she blinks other places, you know? Mm, like yeah. I want to I want to deal with the, whatever that would be, ethereal plane or transitory plane um, a little more. What else have we got? I have a question for you guys. It's coming to be fall here in the Northern Hemisphere. And I want to know your favorite parts of fall because I know that we're all pro fall. I am so pro fall. I wish that no other seasons existed. (laughs) Same. Me also. That's why I never want to leave Chronopolis. So yeah. So this is our announcement. We're never leaving Chronopolis. This is the end of the podcast. Oh, I see. No, fall's great because layers and because it's not hot and you're not sweating all the time. It's also true. I really like caramel apples, and it's very hard to find them outside of fall. <laughs> if you're not at a street fair and you're not in fall. Counterpoint, yes. you can always make them. I have tried, and it is difficult. It's hard to get caramel that sticks to the apple, especially you know, if you have j- apples with like wax on yeah, the outside. Yeah, I just watched the caramel episode, episode of Great British Bake Off. I also did just <laughs> those Those fuckers... Those fuckers caramel, man. And they're all experts. And it's hard still. They messed up a lot. Yeah. They messed up a lot. I know. I think that uh, What's-His-Face with the cute lisp had a problem. He came out of the gate too strong. He did those, like, when you do, like, a caramel ball that, like, drips and then it becomes, like, a little sword yeah. that you can stab someone with. Anyway, he did that in <laughs> the first episode. You know the sword stage of candy yeah. making? <laughs> shh, 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 don't worry about it. Um, he did that in the first week, and I think he came out of the gate too strong. But that's just me. Eric, you're very profile. What are your top five things of fall? Uh, Give us five or leave the show. Okay. Uh, Flannels, boots, Thanksgiving, the aesthetic of Halloween, and also blankets to cover up the chill. That's five. It's very good. My favorite thing is having the wind. Literally, my favorite thing is having the window open and sitting on the couch with a blanket and a pillow, watching a good movie. Yeah. At like twilight. Ooh, and just cider in general, both cold and hot. That's six. Yeah. That's true. We always did this thing growing up because I have a delicate, delicate uh, um, constitution. What do you call the breathing system? <laughs> Rude. Respiratory. Respiratory system. Thank you. No, Eric's right, though. I have a very delicate constitution. <laughs> but to like make the house a little bit less dry in the wintertime, my mom would always just like take a big stock pot and just simmer it on the stove with some like pieces of orange or like a cinnamon stick or something. Oh. And it makes the house smell really lovely, makes it a little bit less like awfully dry. So I do that all the time in the wintertime and fall. And it makes me so happy to walk into my house and it smells like cider. And also a very good holiday gift. You can give people some just like dried citrus peel and uh, cinnamon sticks and star anise in a, in a jar. And it's lovely. Thank you for joining us uh, for this after party. If it were less hot in this studio, I would do a bunch of voices for my outro. But... I'm not. <laughs> I got one. Or I'll do How it. How dare okay. you, good sir. Get, go ahead, Brandon. Give us one of the one of the spiels. I'll wait for the end. Okay, okay. Well, if you want your name to be eligible for our next round of NPC 
lottery draws, you can join us at patreon.com slash join the party pod as little as $1. You'll get access to our discord at different levels. You get different bonus things. You'll get periodic interesting art or audio or little commissions that we do for our patrons. It's really a lovely community. And if you make it this far, if you listen to the show, if you enjoy it, you really ought to join us there. We also keep the party going on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr at Join the Party Pod in all the places. And if you have questions or suggestions or links or fan art that you want to share, hit us up on any of those sites or hello at jointhepartypod.com. We are always accepting more after party questions, so please send them in. I think that about does it for us. So uh, I wish you goodbye. I'll uh, see you later. Oh, you stole mine. That, I, that was the one I did. Do your British voice. Cheerio, chop. It was like Hulk Hogan yeah, and mixed with Nixon. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Only- I am not a crook, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you nailed that one. <laughs> one more voice to put in the arsenal.